Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus good morning everyone i've got a question to ask do you want to be a ninja Darren and Lito will tell you how they can't do it themselves because they're not that strong Hello, everyone, and welcome to our American Ninja Warrior Rahapa podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Lita. How are you doing, Lita? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. So punctual, as always, with our coverage of the season. Um, I can't believe how quickly we cranked this out in our usual style. I mean, they they finished the season, they gave out the money, and just immediately we started recording. Yeah, I'm surprised that we even waited the the two seconds. We were so excited to jump on this amazing season, which featured all of my favorite things about American Ninja Warrior, which is rooting against people. <laughs> yeah. My absolute against? favorite thing to do. Uh, when my when one of my favorite contestants, Jesse Graff, makes it in the or not Jesse Graff, Jesse LeBrack. Um, Jesse Graff is also one of my favorite contestants. But when one of my favorite contestants makes it in the top eight in the first episode, so I spend the entire second episode rooting against everyone else. <laughs> that's a really fun experience for me um, because mm-hmm. Ninja is not about the camaraderie at all. It's really about the cutthroat competition and really just wanting everyone to fail for an entire episode yeah that's that's how it works mm-hmm. well we're here to talk about the second half of season 12 of american ninja warrior which you know when we go back and we talk about this as a season is it really going to count as a season this is like the big brother ott of, yeah. of seasons i think I mean, it's an asterisk the numbering system on american ninja warrior is all over the place because like the first like what three or four seasons aren't even canon in its own history basically because they never talk about them because it wasn't until season i think four or five that they had a course in the u.s and they weren't sending them to sasuke um and that, and now we have just a random season in the middle that's just like basically i mean it was basically team ninja just without the teams but with teams they just didn't matter that much yeah, they they were teams until they weren't, and then it became an individual sport almost immediately, even though it's kind of always an individual sport. Um, there was like one little team element, which is that like if you are the best of the best, you can stop your people from getting eliminated. Um, it culminates in 
just such a not exciting course in the way that team watching them run next to each other is very fun because Mm. there's like a lot of different elements going on. Whereas the power tower takes less than 30 seconds. Um, And I feel like the, uh, the stakes were lowered to a point where like, I feel like they have to be either as low as team, which is like, you get a trophy. This is all fun. We're filming this at noon. Like it's fine. Or it has to be the million dollars. This sort of like, hundred thousand consolation prize and you know they're going to talk about the winner in the same way that they talk about isaac caldiero or whatever Um, well that would just be ridiculous they're going to though because otherwise their most recent winner is somebody that they're Mm. never going to speak about again that's true i mean they i mean honestly i don't mind just just say uh just say caldiero just be like uh you know what i mean we we only have one winner ever (laughs) <laughs> and we have two, we have two. It's Jeff Britton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a weird season. I, there were some there were some good moments. I didn't mind it overall. It's just like it was basically, you know, if I had a complaint about American Ninja Warrior, it would be that I don't love the city qualifying rounds, and I mostly don't love the city finals rounds, and I'm very you know meh on the power tower and that was the entirety of the season i like how you started that sentence with i didn't mind this season i just really didn't like anything about it well that's the thing like i still i can still watch those parts but like none of the like those are the parts that i kind of just like i can i can do this there are occasionally fun moments but the reason I love the show, the reason I podcasted about the show is Vegas. And there was no Vegas. No, but there was St. Louis, which it's is sort the of the, the Vegas of the Midwest. Is it? I don't know. I've never been there. Do people gamble and climb in obstacle courses there? I could not. They clearly climb in obstacle courses. Could Do not tell you if they gamble. Is the question. I don't know. I feel like uh, it could be the St. Louis of the Midwest in that like... It can't be Chicago because Chicago is like the L.A. of the Midwest, right? Like, that's the biggest city. And then the San Francisco of the Midwest is the second biggest city, which is probably like, I don't know, Detroit. So I feel like if you go down the list, St. Louis might end up as if you compare West Coast cities to Midwest cities, might end up as the Vegas of the Midwest. I'm going to need a full report on this. You know that I'll do that. Double spaced. Okay. Times New Roman. Yes. Don't tell me you're an aerial queen. No. Thank God. Uh, So, uh, so that's what we got here. So I I believe we left off last time. We got all the qualifying rounds out of the way. So the final four episodes were, it was a double city finals, essentially. Mm -hmm. You had to do two finals courses. Um, The first one to get like a top, what, like a 30 something? I have no idea. Yeah. I I don't even know why they did two, to be honest. But um, but the first was to get a top number. And the second was to get a top eight, Mm -hmm. which led into the final power tower rounds. and uh, there there wasn't too wasn't anything too crazy. I think, you know, obviously we, we get the, the biggest standout is um, the, uh, the the baking ninja, the not the cake ninja, but the, the baking ninja. His name is like Bomb Teller. <laughs> something or like something. That. Um, I liked him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
Uh, he was fine. I mean, he in the uh, I thought it would have been really funny if him or Austin Gray won the whole thing. Mm. Um, just with how far they went, like Daniel Gill and Adam Braille, Jake Murray, like train all this time. Then it's like, okay, well, here on this weird season, we crown a champion who's like brand new. Yes. Uh, okay. So Amir Malik mm-hmm. uh, was him. Oh, the other one on their team was the guy. He was in like ninth place. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so the top eight become Amir Malik, Jesse Lebrecht. That was pretty much the highlight of the season, I think. Yeah. Um, and her fiance, uh, totally blowing it. Yes, not tying her. Yeah. For the, I think the the first time ever. Yeah, and not only not tying, but like went out so early and she well, finished. Did he go out that? Oh yeah, he went out on the. Um, he got montage, but yeah, I think he went out pretty early. The the flip your hands around one, right? Yeah, the flip your hands back and forth obstacle. Yeah. Um, then uh, and Amir Malik did not complete the whole course. Uh, yeah, went out a on lot the of people dragon back. Oh, and a lot of people went out on Slam Dunk. I think some people that were in the top eight going off of the first episode, they gave us a lot of false hope about like uh, Flip and a couple of those people who went out on Slam Dunk. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a real miss for the season as a whole, really, um, that uh, we did not see Joe Morofsky, uh make it to the power tower because I feel like Joe Morofsky versus... Um, uh, Daniel Gill would have been a closer finish. Wow. Yeah. All the charisma of wet cardboard just rolled into one in that heated <laughs> matchup. That would be, <laughs> I, I'm fine with, uh, with Joe Moravsky not having made it. Um, I think Adam rail is a much more rootable presence. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think Adam rail versus Daniel Gill was th- what ultimately was the highlight of the power tower rounds. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, I like, I, like, I think it would have been more fun if Joe, like, you know, charisma or not. Uh, I think Joe is, is, is probably like the, I mean, it's Joe and Daniel. I think they're the top ninjas at this point. Um, and, uh, I think it would have been fun to see them face off. I don't know if that's true because like we have, we've had a lot of time since the last time Joe went really far. Um, and he's, you know, had a lot of changes in his life. Uh, an early exit last season. Yeah, so I don't even know if that's necessarily true anymore. I think uh, based on this season, I think Najee is the best he's ever been. I think if this has been a normal season, Najee would have gotten probably, besides Daniel, the furthest of anybody. Najee and Adam Rail, I think, are definitely knocking at that door. I think we just need to see like a regular season performance from them, and I could easily see... Uh, them taking over. It does. It does feel like Daniel has the top spot right now, and and it it was not surprising to me at all that he won the season. No, go, going into the top eight, it was like, okay, this is probably going to be Daniel with an outside chance of Adam. Um, yeah, just because even people like um like Jake Murray, like these people are really good, but they're not people that I would have thought were like destined for the top spot anytime soon. Not that the power tower is necessarily like the best indicator of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But just looking at that top eight, you have to think like who has the the focus and is like not going to make one mistake. And Daniel is the most consistent. And then Adam, I think, is at the top of his game right now. Yeah, there's just there's something about um, Daniel Gill. He's just he's so good. Uh, But like, I can't figure out why. 
Because he's a robot programmed by Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when I when I watch, never has any emotion on his face but a blank smile, and so of course he never messes up. Like when I think of Adam Rail, I think like that guy's powerful. Like that mm-hmm. guy's super strong. Like he will muscle through these obstacles. When I think about Naji, like uh, like Naji, he's very in control. He's very very athletic. Like I. I see how he does it. When I think of Joe, I think he's very technical. He's very techniques, uh, you know, all about the technique. He's very, very efficient. Daniel Gill is just like, he just does it. And I'm like, what, how, what, where is this coming from? Is it the hair? It's tranquility. It's inner peace. (laughs) It's, it's having the knowledge that you're going to have six children and not wanting to die. That's all it takes? Yeah, I think the the type of person who can look down the barrel of their future and see six kids and is, like, happy about that is exactly the kind of absolute madman you have to be to do Ninja (laughs) Warrior night and day year-round. Yeah. Well... Uh, I mean, that's that's where we are. I mean, we did also see um, uh, RJ Roman, I think, is somebody to uh, to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, He keeps performing very well. He did not crack the top eight. Um, I don't remember why. He Uh, was really close. He he fell, um, but he was like on the bubble for a little bit. He got the big package about his grandma who big bubby energy. I don't Mm. know if RJ Roman has a. has any Jewish or perhaps some like Eastern European vibes. Uh, but his, uh, his grandma reminded me a lot of my Bubby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think watch out for RJ Roman. Um, Lucas Reale does very well mm-hmm. uh, here, uh, makes it into the top eight. Um, he is going to lose to Adam rail, which like, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) None of these matches were particularly like, I wouldn't say there were upsets. Like I was surprised that Najee lost, but I wasn't like, Oh my God, because like the power tower is just such a crapshoot. Like you get a slow start on those stairs and that's just it. Yeah. And it's, it's very specific too. Like, uh, like you're either good at this particular thing or you're, you're not right. Um, Najee's, I Najee's never been like a super fast, uh, competitor. Like he's, um, he's, I always, I always think of him as very in control. Um, and he's like, just like a beast athletically. Um, but he's never been like one of the really fast athletes. Yeah, I will say, I cannot believe I didn't get spoiled on this. I mean, I waited, like, an irresponsible amount of time to watch this. Um, mostly in case we, like, I mean, not in case, this was all totally planned. I didn't want to watch it and then have to rewatch it for when we podcasted about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just because it's two hours, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. with ads on Hulu, that's, like, a lot. Um, but... I couldn't believe I was not spoiled on this. So I was like going real hard for Adam Rail at the end, like rooting, because that would have been, I think, a really deserving winner and really fun and also like a little bit unexpected, like more so than Daniel Gill. 
Well, Adam, Adam Rail, like he wins these uh, national uh, yeah. competitions all the time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it would have been somebody who is like satisfying and deserving, but not the most obvious person, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I was actually glad the one thing I was spoiled on um, just because I follow her social media pretty closely. I did know that Jesse Graff was going to get injured. Um, they did not show on oh, TV yeah. how bad that is. She is still recovering. She had to have um, a really major surgery. Um, like it is, it's bad. Um, so I was actually a little bit glad that I was prepared for Jesse to go out here. Mm. Um, glad the injury, I was like bracing myself. I'm glad the injury wasn't like gruesome. I, um, I was, I did, I was not prepared for her to fall. Yeah. Um, but she, that was like a really major surgery that she had. So I, I think I read she was, she already had an injured shoulder, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. she re injured it and then also injured the other one. Oh, I didn't know that that's I what it was. I, I just know I've been following, like, obviously on Instagram, she never said, like, she's been posting about her recovery for the last, like, six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And obviously she never said it was ninja related because that would have been a spoiler. Um, but I just assumed that this was the injury that she had gotten surgery on. I, I'm sure it was things compounded. I'm sure this didn't help. I think she, I think she also may have had an additional injury outside of ninja. Oh, wow. I don't know. Look, she uh, she goes hard. Yeah. Also, her job is to <laughs> yeah. do things like this. I mean, honestly, stunt work I think is pretty dangerous, right? Like, I'm sure they, that there's a reason why the actors don't. Do right. It. If it was not dangerous, then it would not be a job. It would just be acting. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. So I mean. I, I was surprised. I was surprised to see uh, Jesse Jesse fall where she did, um, but uh, but I was I was happy to see Lebrec. L- L- mm-hmm. It's so weird that they both are named Jesse. I know. Yeah, Something, there's power in the name. I guess so. I mean, so I've I've seen a lot of discussion now um, that like uh, who who are we taking for the top spot here, Lebrec or Graf? It's it's so hard. It is because like. Just there have been extenuating circumstances with Graf. I think mm-hmm. like we missed a full season of her because she was filming something. Um, she got injured here. I I think it's really hard. I think also Graf has a longer track record to yep. draw from. Um, but it, it's hard to deny Jesse Lebrecht right now. I think right now. Like injury aside, like let's pretend that Jesse did not sustain that injury. I think if you put them head to head in this season, I think Lebrecht comes out on top. Yeah, it's. I I think so, but not because I think Lebrecht is stronger or a better athlete. I just think that Lebrecht dedicates all of her time to Ninja, and Jesse has another full time job. Well, that's the thing. I I do. I feel like Lebrecht is like stronger like fit like physically stronger um but i feel like graph uh has like a little bit more of like the technique sort of like uh body control like when i think of graph i think of like um like she's able to control her like laches really well and like be very precise um and when i think about uh i mean not that not that lebrec isn't um but i think that like i, I w- like if they were arm wrestling i think i would take flex uh i think maybe i think that jesse like i don't know again just following her on instagram her muscles are like absolutely insane she did a before and after picture <laughs> Honestly, like her 
her shoulder the, muscles before the surgery and after and the difference was insane like she's oh lost like so much muscle but i didn't realize like even how muscular she was before then but the, the nickname line, might be biasing my view yeah flex. i think i think also flex is just a, a larger person <laughs> yeah like she's taller she well maybe i don't know but she she looks more muscular but yeah. just because somebody looks that way doesn't mean they necessarily are stronger i just True. think that like um Jesse Graff doesn't train for ninja as hyper focused Lee as a lot of these other athletes do. I think that's that's very true. I mean, I I think that like, I mean, like Jesse Graff came on the scene um, just like like randomly, like like fresh, like she was in a chicken costume. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was just like, I'll I'll do this. Um, And then had like the basically the most success like any woman had had on the show uh, until that point. Um, and, uh, and it is, so it's, I do, I do think it's harder to judge because she came in at a different time with like a different mindset. Um, you know, when LeBrett comes in, I, I don't know her story that well, but I, I'm pretty sure she had been training for it. Um, yeah. by the time she makes her sort of debut, um, maybe not like a ton, but, um, but I was actually, I was there and, you know, uh, in Philly and, and they were, um, like she was she, like she was already friends with some like people that she had imagined trained with. Um, so uh, it is it's tough because like, you know, training specifically for Ninja is I think is so important to doing really well. And I think that the fact that Graf manages to do so well w- while also dedicating so much time to things that aren't specifically Ninja is very impressive. Yeah, I also just think Lebrec is more like in the scene, like not just with her fiance, mm-hmm. but that Chicago group is like yeah. really serious about it. So yeah, I know it's it's impossible to say like who the better like overall athlete or whatever is, but I think at this point, just because like you said, like even when Jesse Graf came on the scene, it wasn't the full time job in the U.S. that it is now for a lot of people. So I think training looked really different. But the important thing is they're both amazing. They both have the same name, spelled differently, and um, we don't we don't have to pit queens against each other. True. Uh, I'm just thinking like uh, like who like. Because if I'm thinking about like who do I think could be who do I think is going to be stage two first? Because I think they're both capable of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I if, feel like I don't I, think Flex can ever get past her uh, her arch nemesis, the, the cargo net, dumb cargo net. <laughs> I swear, she like uh, I, so I didn't I didn't actually watch the USA versus the world, um, but uh, but I heard that she did it. I think I I think I watched that. When was that? I don't know. It was a few months ago. Or something. Oh yeah, that was so long ago. <laughs> I think I watched it. Yeah, but I don't I don't remember anything. But it's really hard to remember those types of things. They're like, now we're gonna do the diving contest. I like, I just okay. feel like like she needs she needs to like hopefully I'm remembering correctly or I've heard correctly because I just think that she needs to complete stage one. With no pressure, like just she needs to be able to make that jump. Yeah, just so, <laughs> so that, that she not, knows that she can do it. Yeah, in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like I I think they could both do stage two. I I feel like I guess, I feel like Graf is probably a little faster, um, so maybe a little more capable of beating stage two. But she's also a little less consistent um, in terms of just like being there and being able and all of that. So. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Um, speaking of top women, I have a potential theory. Do we think that 
Barclay and potentially Ethan Swanson were maybe on Drew's team. And that's why we didn't see them this year. Maybe. I think it would have been insane for them to not have Barclay out there without some extenuating circumstance. So it's obviously possible injury or yeah. she just like couldn't do it or whatever that happens. Um, but we kept seeing Ethan and Barkley on these screens mm-hmm. and they didn't compete. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did wonder, I don't think, I don't know if I've seen anybody say who was on that, um, on Drew's team. Um, I, I, I was like, I was seeing some people speculate that maybe it was, um, um, Oh geez. Uh, the giant John Alexis Jr. Yeah. Uh, because like he was just absent. Like he made it all the way to like the second final round, right. made it all the way to like uh, the, the basketball one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then went out and that was, we only saw a montage of him failing the final thing. That's true. That's a good point. But uh, I think it was confirmed. He was not on Drew's team. So oh. we have no idea why yeah. that happened. I just think it would be so weird for Barclay to not be there for like, unless there was a weird reason. But and I even think if it was like something else, when they showed her on the screen a bunch of times, it would have been like Barclay wasn't able to compete because of the she had to film a more different Wonder Woman, the really short Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I like I, I know that we didn't see. um the 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 first power tower run and i didn't honestly i didn't even notice i didn't either um because it was the and and that was probably why like the first episode i just kind of like glossed over me that i didn't see a power tower run and then it wasn't until the second episode when there was a power tower at the end i was like wait was was there one of these last episodes? I, I super assumed that I just accidentally thought the episode was over and yeah, I was like, just like clicked out of it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to like fast forward through my whole recording again to see just the power tower. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I was like, um, man, I, I must have really not been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I maybe they did the next time on first and I got tricked and just turned it off. But OK, yeah, um, that makes sense. I wonder who he was up against. Uh, he was up against uh, the big dog ninja. Oh, Jody. I believe beat him. Really? Um, I think so. I can I can try and try and find it. So I, I did find uh, who was on his team. It was um, it was Taylor Johnson. I don't know who that is. Um, and she was not edited out of the show. Um, she was uh, she actually, I think, qualified for the next round. But that's how stupid these teams are that we did not notice at all. If they were to bring somebody <laughs> up and be like, all right, next up is Taylor Johnson. We wouldn't have been like, hold up. Whose team is she on? Like, who yeah. fucking cares? I'm sorry. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> and then the other one was uh, Julius Ferguson, who was also not edited out of the show. I don't um, know who that is either. He completed the course. Um and made it to the semifinals as well. Huh. What was his deal? I don't know. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so it seems like they have like most of these big stars pick like not famous like not big stars on their teams. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to is Taylor Johnson the oh, she's a gymnastics coach apparently. Who's the who's the pole vaulter? Taylor something else? Oh, the one from Wisconsin? Maybe. <laughs> The one who was on team, the blonde girl. The yeah, tall that's, girl. that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I uh, yeah, her name's probably Taylor. That sounds right. Because Taylor Johnson is also blonde. Well, a lot of women are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Taylor Amon. There it is. Yeah. 
Look, just stop having same names, guys. Uh, these women and their androgynous yeah. same names. Jesse Taylor. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Um. All right. Uh. So I'm I'm trying to find. Uh. I, I'm pretty sure I read that uh, that Jody Jody won that power tower. Um. I mean, he could just like walk up the steps like they're steps, like yes, they're normal steps. So Jody Jody won. Wow. Justice wins again. Also, if you have no idea what we're talking about, go back and listen to the beginning of our last episode. Uh, we're, we're talking about Drew and uh, we've, we've said our feelings on everything that happened. If you don't know what happened, um, yeah, you can go back and listen to our last episode. Yeah. Um, you probably don't want to read too deeply into it. It's not. No. Yeah. Not definitely. Definitely a trigger warning for um, a few things, including uh, sexual misconduct. Um, I, I believe he like uh, he also did not qualify for the top eight either. I think he he, he fell. Yeah, I, I figured that must have been the case because that would have yeah, been really have been hard much, to edit around. I mean, uh, you know, counting so you know, silver linings, I think, for the editors. <laughs> like, oh, man. I think he had an off season. Yeah. Well, also, he like probably wasn't as motivated because he just won a million dollars. And this was mm-hmm. like a not real season compared to that. And also, he just had a kid. So this probably wasn't going to be his like, you know, top season anyway. Yeah. But yes, very lucky for uh, the producers that this all came out this year and not last year. Yeah. I mean, that especially like what what if they had what if it had been like there's a winner this season? <laughs> Well, it would have been, they would have just that said would, it's Daniel Gill. I mean, they could try. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that would have been like, that would have been disastrous for the, cause like it would have been such bigger news. I think if it had mean? happened, like if it had come out at that time. Oh, oh yes. If it had come out, yes, it would have been disastrous for the show. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like um, I feel like now it's just like, we're just, I mean, they do this all the time anyway. We're just going to forget about the history. Yeah, it is weird when stuff like this happens, because like uh, when it happened on Survivor, suddenly everybody is writing think pieces about Survivor, like people who like outlets that never covered Survivor before. And the same thing did not happen at all with American Ninja Warrior, because I think people are genuinely like so averse to reading into American Ninja Warrior as anything political, because it is so like for kids. It is so straightforward. like. The fact that they had these ninjas for Black Lives shirts on, I honestly thought was surprising. And that clearly only came from the ninjas and not the producers. Mm-hmm. It, like, the obviously the producers didn't, like, make them not wear it or anything. But, like, it was really a statement from the ninjas themselves. And I feel like people, um, even myself at times, like, American Ninja Warrior is one of the few places where I, I really don't look into people's, like political views i have like yeah. if somebody's like lgbt possible i do a deep dive into their instagram which is always impossible because it's just them at ninja gyms doing the warped wall with other people who are on american ninja warrior there's never any personal content on there unless they like have a dog and then they're playing with it whatever um i i was thinking maybe um austin gray the the kidney guy was uh, lgbt possible but um literally no way to ever find out um wow. But I, I do think that, like, while people look to Survivor and Big Brother to, like, oh, they're reality TV, so they, like, represent social dynamics. Like, let me write about this. Uh, when it's American Ninja Warrior, it gets swept under the rug so much faster because nobody wants it to be, like, anything but just, like, look at these muscly boys doing a pull-up. 
Yeah, well, I also feel like like it was part of the 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 show um, on Survivor, right? Like, um, yeah, but it, even with uh, with Big Brother, when there's like um, sexual harassment or even like racism that isn't shown mm-hmm. on the show, like it's showed on the feeds, but it's not necessarily on the show it still gets like the think piece treatment yeah i agree i i I think even then like that's like the live feeds are part of the show it's like happening right now um like people are are talking about it a lot like even when american ninja warrior is on like the level of online discussion about it is very small and then like the fact that it was like i i think if if they had done like a segment that was like, uh, this is what happened with Drew. I feel like there'd be lots of articles about it. Right. Um, Maybe I, I don't even, but, but I also feel like they're able to get away with not addressing yeah, it ever in a way that other shows can't. Yeah. I, I do. Because just nobody that. wants to see, I'm not saying they should address it. I, I think it's fine. But if mm-hmm. this were almost any other reality show, I would say, Really, like your most recent winner who competed on this season, you're not even going to address it. But it's sort of like, what would you gain out of that? Like, kids would have so many questions, <laughs> and but yeah. it's just like we don't need to like subject people to to this. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, man, it's it's just such a weird, such a weird time here for for American Ninja Warrior. Um, I'm surprised they cranked out as much of an actual season as they did. Honestly, yeah. Must have required a lot of testing. Like, that was all indoors. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, can I say... I had this complaint in the first podcast. <laughs> is it the audience cheering? It's it's the cheering is fine. The the canned cheering is fine. It's the Zoom calls. I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Jesse Graff's run, maybe both times. Uh that like there's just like straight up just crackling noises coming from one of the calls. Uh, and it's terrible. Like it, it, it literally, I was like this, I am n- uncomfortable watching Jesse Graff run because I'm, I'm scared of when is the next loud crackle going to come? I did um, not notice that at all. <laughs> it's like, just mute it. And if yeah. it's like, if it's so important that it's like, it's her parents or something and you need their commentary during the run, just mute it while they're not talking. Just only get to not mute yourself if you are a parent who is a character in your own right. So Jesse's mom, maybe a little. Adam Rail's mom, yes, she can come off mute. She is a character. Uh, Grant McCartney's dad, he's eaten. He can come off mute. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I was disappointed to not see Jesse Grass uh, pig, Sam Mohog, but um, I liked when it would cut to the family that was so excited and they were just like frozen or like <laughs> really lacking in polygons, just needing <laughs> a little bit better tech for all the COVID tests they managed to administer. They couldn't get some high speed Internet. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're relying on the, the other end there, I think. I don't know what that means. The the person who is oh on the other they end could of the call. Send every it's fine. It's send fine. send everyone better internet. Yeah, just mail it. We need to support USPS. Yeah. All right. Um, well, they just look. They should have fixed that. It's very easy fix. Fix it in post. Just have them be like, "Can you record a video of you cheering?" Just throw it up on the screen. That's, I mean, that's yeah. That's, uh, well, I mean, just just, just mute that audio. <laughs> That's all you need. Mute that audio. Unless it was like, unless they were blaring the Zoom calls in the stadium while recording. <laughs> that sounds so unpleasant. And she was dealing with the crackling noises at the time and they couldn't separate out that audio. And that was the most like mixed, like least intrusive version we could have gotten because they already, uh, you know, tuned it as much uh, off as possible. I don't know. I didn't even notice it. I wonder if it's because I spend literally all day, every day on Zoom that I'm just like, my brain has gone numb to all of the horrible things about Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. But at I don't least, know. At least you're not crackling. Not not right now. I don't know. I mute myself all day. I throw on a background and just play Bejeweled. <laughs> yeah. Um... So not, not not too much else here. I mean, I was definitely impressed with Austin Gray's performance. Um, he's done pretty well uh, over the last couple seasons. I mean, think, not a great job last season, but. Do you think that the cliffhanger added anything to the power tower? What was the cliffhanger? They added. So between the first oh, power tower and the second power tower, what? I thought you meant that like one of the power tower runs like cut to commercial <laughs> three fourths of the way in. Like, oh, who's going to win to be continued cliffhanger? <laughs> no, the uh, I, I don't know if I can even call it a crazy cliffhanger compared to some other cliffhangers we've seen. This one seemed pretty level headed. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked, I don't know, I liked it more than whatever else they had, just because it's like, oh, at least this is sort of a familiar element, and like, uh, you get to see it. It was a little too short, though, I think. Yeah, I don't, I was, like, excited to see it. I don't know if it ended up mattering. I feel like maybe you gotta throw, like, a balance thing on there, or something. No, yeah, that's probably more. bad, though, because then more people will fall. I don't, I don't know. Because it's either so close that it's, like, infuriating because it's like this is so not a predictor or like thing uh, like demonstrator of who is better at ninja which is what this should be or it's like so not close that it's just like okay what why did we even do this one person falls behind once and it's not possible yeah yeah i mean i and i was with you too like i i, I never felt like there was a super surprising result um i it was a little to be longer yeah, I was a little surprised that, um, I, like, I felt like Daniel had it over Adam Rail, um, and I, I was surprised at how much Adam was able to, like, get in there on the buzzer, like, right next to, because it seemed like he was, like, a full, like, jump behind at one point, um, and he somehow just, like, had a quicker, like, get off of the final bar 
But that's the other thing. Like, it becomes close because the person in front can slow down so they don't make a mistake Mm -hmm. while the person behind guns it, which is like, I think would be really exciting if this was just a little bit longer. And I did, I did notice that like, um, like Daniel Gill versus Jesse Lebrecht, uh, he was like, like five to 10 seconds slower in that match than he was yeah. when he went up against Adam rail. Um, because it's like, if you don't have somebody that's like right up next to you, then you're just watching someone like leisurely kind of like make sure they get everything right. And it's not like a regular course where it's super exciting to watch when they're being safe. You, right. like, you need to see them pushing to their limits in order for it to be exciting. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know, like, how they could have done a quarantine season better. Like, I honestly feel like this was fine with what they had. Um, but I, if I was happier with the results of the winner, I think maybe I would also feel differently about this. I mean, I don't care. Whatever. Daniel's fine. I, I He's just very, like, hard to get excited about. Yeah, I think it, it, it did put a little bit into perspective. Like, um, like, I've never been, like, the biggest Daniel Gill fan. But, uh, but it's like, uh, you know, I guess... I mean, he's not a bad guy, right? Like, right. Not that we know of. We, yeah. You know, we'll never know. But um, yeah, he's just not he's not TV ready. This guy is not getting cast on any other reality shows. He's not going to the challenge after this. It's funny. They um, it's like, like not to not like rail on Daniel Gill here. Um, <laughs> Adam Rail? Adam Rail, yeah. Uh, when they did the replay, the slow motion replay of uh, him versus Adam Rail pressing the button, the buzzer. Um, it was like, I, I noticed like, just, he looked a lot more serious. Like he wasn't smiling. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, I feel like in my head, Daniel Gill is always smiling. And so I felt like I got a candid moment from, from Daniel Gill, uh, in that (laughs) slow motion replay. And it was like, Whoa, he's a person. Yeah. Yeah. It's very that also like, how old is he? Isn't he like my age? Yeah. Super young. Yeah. He's got it like very... I, I can't relate to someone who has their life together this much at uh at my age. Uh, twenty seven. Oh, okay. So he's he's your age. Um, yeah. Well, a little bit younger. If yeah, you have to check his birthday, then he's basically your age. Uh, I just couldn't remember if I had turned twenty eight yet. I have. <laughs> yeah. C- congratulations! <laughs> yet your birthday was so long ago. Your birthday was like. What, seven months ago? I don't know. I don't remember these things. Your birthday was seven months ago. <laughs> Almost eight. As we are now in December. It's the... I, I can't believe it took you that long. I thought you were on top of this. On top of what? Measuring my uh, one eighth Oh, well, yeah. So birthday. in a few in a few days, it will be your eight twelfths birthday, otherwise known as your two-thirds birthday. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. Are you going to have two-thirds of a cake? No. My half birthday was on Thanksgiving this year. Interesting. I didn't get half of a of a happy birthday from you. Well, or or a whole Thanksgiving, a happy Thanksgiving from you. Here's the question though. If is it, do you go do you go full all the way around like uh, like the month after your birthday do you have a 12th of a cake or do you have 11 12th of a cake and you go down? Um well that will Oh, so then you like start over when yeah. the cake is empty and then you get a full exactly, cake. Exactly, exactly. No, you go up. Because otherwise now you're having 11 twelfths of a cake a month before your birthday. And then and you're too full to have a full cake. not very special to have a full cake on your birthday. Okay, well, first of all, I never eat cake on my birthday. I am a, a birthday pie lady. Um, mm-hmm. Pie is way better than cake. Um, but I, I actually see where you're coming from. But... 
I think my counterpoint is that like you need to build up to it. And then if you're like working <laughs> down from it, like you've just had an entire cake. And then a month later, you're going to have 11 twelfths of a cake. And as you get further away from your birthday, then your life gets sadder and sadder. I don't know. I, but I feel like uh, if you go the other way, it's like cold Turkey. Like I just, I just spent the last you know four months eating almost a full cake every month. And now I've got like practically no cake. I'm, I'm jonesing for my cake now. Right. Hmm. This is uh, interesting. The other way you get to wean yourself off. That is true. And then when you're closest to your birthday, when you can, when you like are the most excited, it like you only have one slice of cake, but that's fine because you're like, I'm about to get a whole cake. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I think I may be coming around to this, um, but that means <laughs> I got too, I got too lost in the metaphor. <laughs> now, now, now I can't think of like, but either way, it would I would have had half a cake on. Yes. On Thanksgiving this year. And I did, did you not have get half a pie. Uh, well, I I had a slice of pumpkin pie. Um, so see now you're now you're just completely messing it up. I know, but I'm talking about the emotional cake. <laughs> I'm not talking about a literal cake here. I'm I'm trying to to get to the cake is helping me conceptualize the emotional cake that is my birthday. Right. And the the reason that the metaphor works is because it's always a little bit my birthday, you know? And that's why the cake lasts all year. Yeah. And we are now more than halfway towards it. So we can officially start getting excited because we're closer to my next birthday than not. It's true. Either way, you didn't give me half of a happy birthday. You didn't say like, hat Bert. Would that be how I do it, hat Bert? Um, I think that you can choose. I feel like I probably would just would have gone uh, happy. That's, I think, less than half. Oh, no, this is going to be the Shanana argument again. <laughs> <laughs> There's more letters in birthday than there are in happy. The but do you count the space? Yeah, it's the same amount of syllables. And but... it's one, one to one. It's words. One word to one word. Oh, that is not, not all words are created equal. Oh, I mean, even if we take that argument, happy and birthday are both equal parts of happy birthday. No, I would rather get a text on my birthday that just said birthday than just said happy. Because if somebody's just said to me happy, I'm like, they maybe just got their own good news that has nothing to do with me. If they just me birthday on my birthday, then I know that they're acknowledging my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited on they, my birthday this year to get birthday period from Taryn via text. <laughs> right. If the they, somebody just says birthday, it just kind of, it's not, they're not wishing you well. They're just like acknowledging all right, birthday, but that, don't be happy all, about it. That's kind of all I need. I just need people to acknowledge that it's my birthday. <laughs> that on this day. I survived. I did it. 25 uh, and a little over half years. Yeah. Which is notably two years younger than Daniel Gill. So I actually still have two years to $100,000 in a professional athletic capacity. I mean, I feel like you can get there. Yeah, especially during COVID where I can't go to a gym. Yeah, just train at home on I, your home cliffhanger. We have a uh, pull-up bar um, that was at my old apartment, but it doesn't like work <laughs> in any of our doorways here. Um, so now we just keep it by the door in case an intruder comes in. <laughs> Whack him with a pull-up bar. I mean, apparently that's like <laughs> what we're going to do. It's kind of nice because you can also break it into two. So if there's two intruders, you can bonk them or... Um, 
we could maybe use our free time to learn some nunchuck skills. Mm. I, I don't have... know if they'd work as nunchucks. Why not? Wouldn't they be too big? I don't know. That depends on the half of half of like a pull up bar is like still a little big for nunchucks. Yeah, I guess I could use it as I was going to say, I've I've now seen every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie since um, in the last couple months. Um, and uh, that's an interesting fact to just drop like that. Well, one of them has nunchucks and one of them has like a bow staff. And so I guess you could do it as like a bow staff. I just I'm saying that, like, I'm pretty much an expert in reptile martial arts at this point. Yeah, I just feel like. You said that as though it was self-explanatory. Like, uh, obviously, over the last few months, I've seen every Ninja Turtle movie. Yeah. Because that's what happens to everyone over the last few months. I think the the really sad thing about being in a relationship is that you don't always get to pick the movie. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> and sometimes that ends up with watching every single Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I mean, that's not sometimes. That's every time, it seems. If you've managed to get through every Ninja Turtle movie. There's actually not that many. I think there's like seven. Seven is more than I thought. Well, it depends what you count. Because there's the animated Ninja Turtles versus Batman. Ooh. Um, which was actually probably my favorite <laughs> one. Um, there's the original three. There's the Batman one. And then there's the two live action Megan Fox, Michael Bay one. Oh, which I forgot terrible. about those. Yeah, people forget that in like the storied history of Megan Fox and Michael Bay, like the Ninja movies, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies were at play. Wow. Yeah. And then there's another terrible one that I can't even remember the name of. It's called like Turtles Forever or something. <laughs> Was there a turtle outside, do you think? What she sees. My dog is in the screen. I assume we'll cut this part out, but my dog is looking outside really intently and she's wearing a sweater, so it's pretty cute. It's pretty adorable. Um Alright, so uh my my Ninja Turtle movie when I was a kid was the um the live action one with uh with Scar or whatever. Uh Shredder. Shredder. Uh-huh. Was it Secret of the Ooze or was it? <laughs> or was it the one? Or was it the, oh my god! I think god. it was just Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Splinter. Splinter was their dad. Was the their rat. dad. Shredder rat. is the bad guy. April O'Neil. Yeah, April O'Neil's in all and of them. And Casey Jones. Yeah. Oh, Casey Jones. Yeah. That is, was he in the first one? Hey, babe, was Casey Jones in Secret of the Ooze? I know. Was Casey Jones in it? No, Casey. Okay, no, so I you're just, talking I think about I just saw one. the first one. Yeah. And I had it on VHS and it always had like 20 minutes of like other content at the start of it. What kind of content? There was like some weird short film where they were playing baseball. Uh, and then it may have also been a preview for the Sandlot. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, but I always remembered watching i i remember the beginning of the vhs more so than the movie itself yeah the first one's fine um the second one is secret of the ooze the third one is where it gets really insane and that's when they go back to feudal japan <laughs> that sounds like a disaster yeah and it's like ninjas versus samurais or something they introduce pizza to the uh to the samurais well this is a fun fact despite mixed reviews teenage mutant ninja turtle ninja turtles became the highest grossing independent film up to that time surpassed in 1999 nine years later by the blair witch project that's because new line cinema was still was still considered independent then there you go um who is your favorite turtle 
I I could try to name them, and that's the like Donatello, Raphael. Okay, well, surely you surely you know that there's a theme to their names. Well, yeah, uh, I just don't remember the names and I don't remember the characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's Donatello. He does machines. And then I think I liked the blue one because he was blue. Leonardo leads. That's Leonardo. And then Raphael is cool, but rude. And Michelangelo is a party dude. Yeah. I'm a Donatello guy. He's hot. (laughs) All right. I like guys who can do science. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't realize you were into turtles, but I mean, the thing about them is that they're also ninjas. What we don't need to dwell on is that they're teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering which one would be the best at Ninja Warrior? Uh, Man, well, Raphael is the brawniest, but I would think that Leonardo would put the discipline and training into it. Yeah. Is this an offshoot podcast where we maybe see pit fictional characters against each other in Ninja Warrior? It's like a Brant Steel, but even more boring. I don't know how any... Ninja Turtle could be beat. Like, what other fictional character has literally the title of ninja in the name of the what they are in their their whole series? Yeah, but I don't know how they are with like upper body strength. They're really like weapons guys. <laughs> they all have weapons. Their swords. Well, yeah, Leonardo has swords. S- swords. I don't know why I said it like that. Swords. Um, but he like never uses them in the first movies because they're kids' movies. So there's no way to make that like not violent in the way that you can make like a bow staff or nunchucks not violent. Yeah, Bonk those are sword. No, and then he might as well just have sticks. You can't like pierce somebody's heart with a sword and have it be kid friendly. You don't need to pierce. You just need to, like, uh, just whack him on the head and then cut away. But that's what they have the nunchucks and the bow staff for. (laughs) Kids don't know the difference. I think kids, I think more than anyone, kids know the difference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I can't think of any other ninjas, uh, fictional ninjas. But why do they they have to be ninjas? Because it's American Ninja Warrior. None of the people who actually compete on it are ninjas. They are, by definition, ninjas. What if they're warriors, but not warriors. ninjas? Like, um, uh, like Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai? Yeah, or Samurai <laughs> Jack, for a more widespread reference. Um, is that more widespread? I have no idea. What did you just say? Tom Cruise and what? <laughs> the Last Samurai. Is that like a spinoff of Samurai Jack? <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds really racist. It it was one of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was one of those like white guys in Japan sorts of things. I think uh, Prince of Persia vibes. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I don't think I'm well versed enough. Maybe a superhero. Okay. Well, what if they're just an American? <laughs> an American. Yeah. What if we did American Ninja Warrior? Americans versus ninjas versus warriors. I feel like the warriors would win. It's just a ninja course, though. <laughs> Well, yeah, but they'd probably just, like, kill everyone. Yeah, that's not winning, though. Like, I can go to the Super Bowl and, like, <laughs> kill everyone. That doesn't mean I won. Doesn't it? No, I don't think so. Like, if you go on to the field and mm-hmm. you're like, all right, hut, hut, go. Yep, that's what they say. And there's nobody to get in your way of the end zone. Because they're yeah, all dead. But that wouldn't actually be winning. I don't think that they would engrave my name on the Super Bowl trophy. I don't think that it would like I be mean, canon. If you're holding a sword up to them, they would. You think, okay, so just to be clear, <laughs> you think that I'm going to the Super Bowl and killing everybody with one sword? 
Well, no, there'd be a bunch of you. You'd make you'd you'd make an alliance of warriors. Okay, I'm not talking about <laughs> warriors. I'm talking in general. If you go somewhere and kill everybody, but you are not originally part of the competition. <laughs> well, then- no, but we were. They were an original part of the competition. Oh, I see. Okay, I still don't think that Matt Knockbar would declare them the winners, and even if they <laughs> I mean- did, it would be with a sword to their head. Yes. Or probably neck. A sword to the head doesn't sound quite as scary. <laughs> yeah, you'd just be bonking them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be very child-friendly swordsmanship. Do people like this? Is this a good podcast? I mean, obviously, we're getting rave reviews as we speak. <laughs> oh, I forgot this is being streamed live. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot else to talk about here. What do you think of the dragon back? Um, I liked the roller coaster version better. I, I didn't like this. It was very finicky and people were just like randomly falling. Um, I, I think the guy who didn't let go of the bar soon enough <laughs> got really screwed. It's just hanging onto it, dangling. Yeah. Um, somebody got whacked in the face. Everybody on the balance obstacle, too, got their legs oh, yeah. injured. That was such a bad idea. Um, but uh, the, the dragon bag, like... There was on the front facing side of it with a camera facing side of it. uh, It was shaped like a dragon. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it had like little hooks on every step. So I thought at first that it was like, oh, you have to pull back and up and over uh, in order to get up. But then when you saw from above, it was like, no, they're just literally just like little steps with like bar steps. Yeah. I in general think it's weird when they do like set design on these. Like remember the coconut climb where they were like, this isn't sponsored by anything. It's just palm trees for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's weird when they do that. Like suddenly this one gets like a, a fun set piece. Yeah. And, and I just, I just don't like watching athletes and being like oh i hope they keep the bar centered yeah is not very fun no it's not but at least bar management is a skill that i think a lot of people can relate to ninjas lawyers restaurant managers Mm -hmm. but i don't think the dragons are necessarily i think we're mixing asian lore because dragons are generally Chinese, ninjas are Japanese. Yeah. I'm not saying that this American Ninja Warrior obstacle is racist. I'm just saying um, it's canceled. <laughs> it's funny because I was I was reading something on Wikipedia about uh, the season. And when I and when I came back, you were saying, I'm not saying it's racist. Yeah, I could tell that you weren't listening to me. So I just kept talking so that you would have less to edit out later. <laughs> I was reading, so I, so uh, Drew, I'm reading, um, did make the top 12 um, for the final, final round. Um, But they again got lucky because Jesse Graff had finished 13th. And so she had, she had qualified as one of the women. Oh. And then they were able to like, like very easily just like swap. Swap it out. Got it. Oh, that's cute. That's fun yeah. for them. There you go. That's a, that's a pretty good trade, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, See, so yeah, I, I didn't love the dragon back. Um, I, I thought the uh, the the one with the switchy hands was was all right. Yeah, that one was fine. Um, yeah, Thomas think- Dillings going for the one arm grip uh, on that one was, uh, I guess, ill advised. I thought it was clever, but then he didn't follow through. But he loves his wife. That is that was very sad. 
Yeah, it is. But it's also like, well, now I know why Lance Picus wasn't featured this season. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. On the in the second to last episode, the one or whichever one Lance Picus is um, was in. Mm-hmm. I had never noticed this before. But at the very end of the episode, when they're running credits and stuff, you know, they've got like legal disclaimers. OK. And on the legal disclaimers page. It's like, you know, ninjas or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Lance Picus is a member of the beef, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have to disclaim it. And it's not on any of the ones that he's not on. And it's not like anybody else has any disclaimer. Like specifically yeah. Lance Picus needs he's a, a member beef of the beef council. <laughs> disclaimer. That is wild. That's also like funny that you caught that. Um, yeah, I don't know. The beef, like the, the meat and dairy industries just have like so much money that I that they need to like protect that I'm sure they're extremely litigious and just like want to make sure they disclose everything. I don't even know like what the exact reason for that would be, but I guess like, I don't know. He's like a, a spokesperson or whatever that it has to like have their branding on it. I'm just imagining like uh, American Ninja Warrior fans all over the globe are just buying beef for no reason. And then somebody somebody realizes like, holy beef, they've been they've been they've been advertising beef to us this whole time, making us crave beef with Lance Picus. (laughs) And they didn't disclose it. (laughs) I'm going to sue them for their subliminal messaging. Yeah. Whenever I see Lance Picus, I'm just like, I want to be like him. So I have to eat beef. Uh is so disgusting. I want I want to wear jeans with no shirt. <laughs> and a cowboy hat. And a cowboy hat. Yeah. Wow. Should I disclose that on the photo of us on Instagram behind Lance Picus on TV? <laughs> yes. I'll I'll go back to that three or four year old Lance Instagram Picus. photo and just disclose in the comments that Lance Picus is a member of the beef uh, high priestesshood or whatever you you have been unwittingly contributing toward uh, you know beef consumption by having that photo up what a what a way for me to be found out as a fraud <laughs> I've been promoting beef consumption on Instagram anytime Lance Picus is seen or heard or heard of or talked about you just start getting a craving of beef okay so should you censor everything <laughs> Every time, every time we say Lance Pegas, uh, every time we say (laughs) that's what's going to happen. He just did that live. (laughs) You have sound drops. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. He's just on the the bleeps always ready to go. I literally have a bleep button. Wow. It's completely unnecessary. I was going to ask if you'd ever if you'd ever bleeped somebody on a podcast before. Uh, no, I don't think it actually covers up the actual audio either. That did it def- actually cover it. Definitely up my mic. does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it w- so I guess it would bleep me, but I don't think it would bleep you. It wouldn't. No, well, you did so. it at the wrong time. Lance Pekus. Lance Pekus. Yeah, yeah I, I no, could hear doesn't. you. Okay. <laughs> but have you ever in post bleeped somebody? No, I would oh, never okay. put a beep in a podcast other than this one. <laughs> I would one of the never. reasons why is because, OK, um, there's a podcast uh, that I've listened to a couple of episodes to and it was all right. It was called uh, F face, um, okay. except the F is bleeped. It's uh, a yeah, you know, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the joke of the podcast, every time they say the name of the podcast, they do the bleep. Mm-hmm. And I like to listen to podcasts as I go to sleep. 
and yeah, hearing a bunch of bleeps every podcast is super annoying i was like okay it was funny the first time stop doing it i don't yeah. listen to the podcast yeah because no, the i always need recommendations for podcasts that have just like the most even audio levels and where the hosts don't laugh a lot that's just like the only two things I'm looking for in a podcast. Preferably like not even any guests because like there's just I need two people whose tones very much match. You just need one person who is speaking on a pretty level and just talking about th- a thing I in think a pretty monotone way and what just I'm not thinking stopping of is- and not letting a co-host talk or anything like that. What I'm thinking of is an audiobook. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I listen to that. I, I honestly, I don't listen to podcasts tonight anymore. I don't listen to podcasts really at all anymore because I listen to audiobooks. Yeah, but I'm afraid that when I fall asleep during the audiobook, I won't remember where I left off. So I have to listen to podcasts that I like probably wouldn't listen to because they're too boring, <laughs> like anyway. So they'll just like put me to sleep. So the, the way to do it is that um, I, I have a sleep timer on the podcast, on the audiobook. It's 20 minutes long. So I know that within 20 minutes of when it ended is where I was in the book. So it's pretty easy to, to find my spot. You fall asleep within 20 minutes? Well, not always. Sometimes. So this is the great thing. I highly recommend this app. Uh, I don't know if it's for uh, Apple, um, but it's on Android. It's called Smart Audiobook Player. and uh, the sleep timer is just always on, but it gets reset when you move your phone. Oh. So it never actually counts down during my regular day and I never have to actually set it. It's just that as soon as I put it, like uh, as soon as I put it down, um, it starts counting down. And if it starts, it starts to fade before it actually stops the book. So when I hear it fading, I'm like, Oh, it's been 20 minutes. All I have to do is pick up my phone, give it a little shake, put it back down. Now it's reset. I don't even have to open my eyes. That sounds great. I would say my only problem with that would be like once I got to the third or fourth shake, I would start being really in my head about how I'm not falling oh, yeah. asleep. That happens occasionally, <laughs> especially because sometimes I have to do this. Once you reach the end of a book, sometimes like things start ramping up and you, you get a little excited about it. So I am sometimes forced to start my next book before finishing the Mm -hmm. one I'm reading because I can't listen to it at night. Um, And so I have to start a new one. And luckily, the beginnings of books are almost always very boring (laughs) because you're not invested yet. Right. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's that's important. But it does it like uh, basically after a few shakes, you're just like, all right, I'm just going to let it shut off and, you know, hopefully try to go to sleep. Falling asleep to just like the silence of my own brain. Can't do it. I've been falling asleep to podcasts for too many years now. Yeah. Maybe I'll just like get the Harry Potter books on audio because then it doesn't matter if I fall asleep to them. That's what I fell asleep to when I was a kid on cassette tapes. Once I was like too old for, I fell asleep to, um, to like Bible stories for the first, like most of my childhood. And then it was Harry Potter, which is sort of like the Bible of adolescence. Yeah, uh, I feel like Harry Potter should have like full cast audiobooks. Full cast? No, this is the opposite of what I want. I want one person <laughs> reading. I want Jim Dale reading in a monotone. Okay. I mean, he does the voices. It's like cute, but like, whatever. We we don't stand J.K. Rowling anymore. Mm. Maybe series of unfortunate events is what I want. Maybe. All right. Did you get well, paid for that for that little ad? The for that app. Oh no. They should. They should pay me. Yeah, you should tweet them. 
instead of me paying them for the app. I don't think it actually costs money, oh. but I did pay for the premium. I, 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 you know, occasionally I will pay the, the people who make the apps when I really like them. And I really like this app. It's like when you go into Wikipedia and you're like, fine, I will it, do this one time because I feel bad. Nothing makes you feel more rich and generous than being like, you know what app you've done a good job. Here's your $2. <laughs> You served me well. You are a magnanimous king. Exactly. Wow. I don't know if I've ever done that. I have been playing Pokemon Go um, probably for four years. Um, and uh, if you run out of like Pokeballs or something, you'll pay like 99 cents or whatever. And I've still never spent a cent on it because well, see, that's the it's thing. just like not in I cannot bring myself to do it I, I would never do it if I was actually buying a thing like oh yes that I is not to, generosity exactly like yeah. I can't but also like if it's part of a game I can't be buying like extra bits for the game like if it's cosmetic maybe um yeah but if it's like uh, oh refill your things like now now you're removing a mechanic of the game like yeah I, I, that's true once you start down that path now it will feel it won't feel as good to work toward it in the that, future. That's exactly well. I always just think like once I start down that path, it's going to be well. What's ninety nine cents? And then it's going to be well. What's two ninety nine? And then I'm going to look at my credit card, and I will have spent a hundred dollars on Pokemon Go that month. Well, I look. I recommend this. Uh, the next time you are using an app that you haven't paid for and you really like it, be <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to give it my whatever. $2. I don't even know like what you're. I've never had an app ask me for money just out of the. That's the best generosity of my heart. You go and search for it. You'd be like, how do I find out where to give this person two dollars? <laughs> it's great. It makes you feel like you are uh, living in a mansion. How do you know I'm not? <laughs> Why did you laugh? Because <laughs> you have half of a pull-up bar at the front of your door. Uh, oh, so you think that I can't afford more sophisticated weaponry? <laughs> exactly. You have, uh, look, you don't have swords at your disposal. I have knives, which are small swords. Mm, no. Okay, fine. Maybe I just don't want you to know I have swords because I'm planning to come come get you when you're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so that you can win? Yeah, so I can win the Super Bowl. All right. I think that's what we have for you from American Ninja Warrior season 12. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to a real season. Hopefully we get one next time. I don't see how we could not. Yeah. I mean, with more time to prepare. I, I, I mean, really, what I thought this season was, was just going to be like one big Vegas thing. Yeah. Uh, Instead, it was the exact opposite. It was the exact opposite. <laughs> like when you told me about, they were like, oh, they're doing just one thing. Uh, I was like, that is so exciting. Like, they're going to just just do the best part of it. Uh, like, that's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, it was the exact opposite. But uh, like worst case scenario, just bring everyone to Vegas. I don't know why they can't just build a Mount Midoriyama in there. Yeah, or do that. I mean, <laughs> probably be a little harder. Um but well, just have it outside. Like it doesn't like, have to be not? Vegas. Just be yeah, anywhere. Why, like I, I don't like uh, like I don't I don't get why it was easier to be in a stadium. I guess no, to like keep either. people out. Uh, but like nobody was sneaking in to Vegas. You had to have a ticket. Like I don't think that's a major issue with like outdoor sports venues. Nobody's at a Steelers game like sneaking over the fence. Yeah, I don't know. Just get it right next time, guys. Yeah. 
you know what? This show is still fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that we got a woman in the top eight. That was neat. And, yeah. you know, if she didn't go against the person who literally won the whole thing in the first <laughs> round, maybe would have done even better. We don't know. But I mean, yeah, there were definitely like highlights from the season. Fun to see everybody. Um, everybody's married and has 11 dogs and a child on the way. We're seeing mm. all of the ninjas grow up. Yeah. And we're seeing the new generation come in. Yes. These young whippersnappers that they didn't have to worry about getting drunk in Vegas now that they allow 20 year olds. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for uh, for joining us here uh, on this, you know, special coverage, timely special coverage on point, on topic all the time. Is that our tagline? Yeah. Timely special coverage on point all the time. On point, on, on topic. On, on topic all the time. All the time. I can't believe you forgot. Our... I'm sorry. It's under our logo on our <laughs> podcast on all the apps. Uh, well, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back next season. I'm sure. To talk about Are whatever you? we see. <laughs> Based on the timeliness of this season. Look, as long as there's Vegas, we'll talk about Vegas. Okay. What if it's not in Vegas? What if it's the exact same thing, but it's in Louisville? Great. Don't okay. care. It doesn't okay. need to be Vegas. It just needs to have a Mount Midoriyama, which I I don't like saying that though because it's dumb. What do you mean? Mount Midoriyama. Didn't we discuss this? Mount Midori- uh, Midoriyama just means... It means mountain. Mountain, I think. Yeah. Well, straight into the point. Mountain, mountain. Um, look at this. Mount Midoriyama may refer to Mount Midoriyama. Um, I want to know the actual word, though. Well, Midori is a Japanese liqueur. It's a melon liqueur. So maybe it means melon. Um, let's do Google Translate. It means Green Mountain. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, which makes sense because Midori Mount Green is, Mountain. Yeah, Midori is a melon liqueur. It's green. Hmm. So I basically speak Japanese. <laughs> I mean, basically. Yeah. I mean, between the two of us, you knew that part. You knew the first half. Yeah. I knew the second half. Although, I don't know if each half counts as half with your crazy logic. With <laughs> my crazy logic that different amounts of letters are different. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Whatever. Happy birthday to anybody who's out there who's celebrating their birthday. Or just happy. Or just birthday. Mm, not. Well, ha- happy to anyone. Yeah, but birthday exactly. to some of you. I just want to be clear. I am not wishing a birthday upon anybody in the audience, but I am wishing you happy. I'm wishing you a birthday because happiness and birthdays are the same thing. Disagree. When you're as young as I am. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for joining <laughs> us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong, uh, where you can find all kinds of uh, on topic, super fun stuff like uh, our conversations here. Lita, what are you up to? I made my Rob has a podcast main feed debut. I've only been with this network for like six years. Look, um, if, you, if you stick it out, if you put in the hard work, <laughs> if you simply own a dog, um, then you too can be on the coverage of the pack. Um, I was on that with Rob and with Jessica Lease and with Brooklyn Zed. Um, and we aren't sure if we're going to do more coverage of it. It's going to be based on like popular demand. So even if you're not going to listen to it, if you're just listening to this podcast and you like me, can you just like tweet at me and most importantly tweet at Rob that you want more pack coverage? <laughs> because I really want to keep watching it. And 
I can't keep watching it if I'm going to eventually podcast about it because I don't want to be spoiled for the podcast because it's on Amazon Prime, so it's all out. So I've been like refraining from watching it, but I really want to just watch it. So you guys should just tell them, tell Rob that you want more pack coverage um, and listen to the podcast if you want to. It's basically The Amazing Race, but for dogs. Instead of two human people, it's a human person and a dog person. So it's way better um, it's not better than The Amazing Grace. Uh, it's better than most things, <laughs> though. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted. I am no longer private. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Lita Ground. You can follow my dog on Instagram at Sassy Cassie PGH, um, who I'm going to take out to play in the snow after this podcast. And that's what she must have been watching. The pack? The snow. <laughs> Not the window. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I, well, yes, but I think she was watching two kids have a snowball play. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, which is watching snow. But or, or she saw Ninja Turtle and is defending us because she knows that all we have is two halves of a pull-up bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to come in. They're not going to actually attack you. They're just going to be like, look, it's very bad that you said that you thought that these could be nunchucks. I mean, come on. What, what are you thinking? And then you'll be like, what do you mean? Terrence said you weren't going to attack me and I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> I came here to have a good time and I'm feeling very attacked. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Jerry. Because they're not that strong This is the American Ninja Warrior Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.